This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Speed Networking. Time to impress someone you don't know. So, Dave, what company are you from? Oh, sorry, Darren. And change partners. Oh, I think I know your son. I met him on a... Oh, yeah. Don't ask him about me. You have 30 seconds. How gross is this finger food? You... Oh, you what? You... Oh, you did the catering. Meet someone new. Every time she introduces herself, she's all, I went to Harvard. Is that where you learn to draw your eyebrows on like two big black... She's standing behind me, isn't she? And change button. Can I have another champagne, please? Oh, you're not drinking. Pregnant. Oh, drinking problem. Yeah. And change button. How shit is Brisbane? Sorry, you're, you're from where? We have 30 seconds. Where's the exit? This room has no doors. I can't get out. Is that my year 10 math teacher? I'm late for my exams. Oh, oh that afternoon, that was terrifying. I need to confess something to you. When I hear the word networking, I genuinely want to reach for a sick bag. Oh, it's gross. But the best thing is... All the career experts and TED Talks and bloody manuals tell you that if you want to be your best self and have your best career, then you need to have charisma and be emotionally intelligent and reach out and touch base and make stupid friends and influence people. Hello, I'm Claire Hooper and this is The Pineapple Project and surely... Surely there is a better way to find my tribe than going along to these cringy events where everyone just ends up sulking by the cheese platter and reeking of desperation. Please tell me it doesn't have to be this way. People think networking is what you do when you're looking for a new job and it's like you're trying to take something from someone. But really, if you can try and be altruistic about it and look at it like, I'm trying to make a new friend, I'm trying to give something to someone, I'm trying to be a valuable colleague here and I'm trying to build my own brand, then it's not such a dirty thing. It's just a lovely thing that you do for others. And it's something that does honestly work for you and your career and for your personal brand as well. Emma Isaacs is the founder and global CEO of Business Chicks. She basically runs Australia's largest networking group. Hi, Emma. Thank you for being here. You're a hugger. (laughs) I am a hugger. Well, Emma, what are your top takeaways for anyone who wants to start networking? These are my top three tips for effective networking. Know that networking is a long-term play and you've got to really work at building a friendship first. Anytime you go out to a networking event, that's just like the first date and you've got a long way ahead of you in order to get to the proposal and ultimately the marriage. Know how to introduce yourself at networking events and how to leave a conversation. That's really, really important. When you're networking, always be positive. Never, ever bag your previous employer. Always be someone who is seen as positive and upbeat and someone that someone will want to hang around all the time. I feel like the idea of networking or relationship building is a really obvious part of a lot of people's careers. Do you think pretty much anyone in any line of work needs to think this way about their work? Yeah, I I really do because the reality is we don't know what's around the corner. We don't know if a business we're working in, whether that be, I don't know, a hospital or, you know, a bank, we don't know what's coming around the corner. So we don't know if there's going to be a restructure. We don't know what opportunities are not going to be there anymore. That old saying just rings true here. When when you need a relationship, it's too late to build one. Do you think some people do it naturally and they're the ones that should do it 
And the people who are not doing it naturally, maybe they shouldn't even bother trying. Nah, I reckon everyone needs to master it. I reckon everyone needs to invest way more time in their networking and they need to see it as something that they do, not just when they're looking for a job or not just when they're you know looking for a change. It needs to be one of those things that you invest in all the time. There should never be a moment when you're not thinking, who do I need to know? Who can I do a favour for? Who can I invest in a relationship with? It should be an ongoing thing that we all need to, to focus on. We're talking about networking But you're talking about things like looking for a favour that you can do for someone. Is that what networking really is? Absolutely. Like like networking isn't shaking hands, it's looking for opportunities to help others? Absolutely. It's about how you can be generous to others and it's how you can get your needs met through those relationships. So networking is just a fancy term for how do we build solid relationships that get us ahead in our careers and propel us forward. So the connotations around networking are that you have to go to this daggy event and you have to thrust business cards into people's hands and you have to ask for the sale, but it's not that at all. Like networking is seriously a marathon and it's not a sprint. It's not something that you just do over, you know, cheap wine, trying to meet new people. It needs to be something that you do at all times and it's something that can really, really make or break your career. Do you think there's even a place for business cards or are they like <laughs> are they like landlines? We just don't have them anymore. Yeah, I know it's funny. I mean, I run a really big network in business chicks, but I don't even have business cards myself. So they're, I, I mean, I feel like they're a little bit outdated and we've got platforms like LinkedIn and other social media networks that we can connect with people on. If you feel it's important, then go for it. I certainly don't think so. You should be able to be memorable enough that people are going to remember who you are and then you're able to use the technology to connect and, and to start that relationship. You talk about remembering birthdays, sending people gifts, thinking of them. Do you buy them lunch? Well, I get asked all the time to go to lunch with someone and they say, I want to pick your brains, can I buy you lunch? And it's really, really frustrating for me because I can afford my own sparkling water and salad. So if you're trying to garner the interest of an influential person, try and be really, really creative about that and also know that they're very, very time poor and you might have to be a bit more creative with getting their time and getting their attention. What am I spending my money on in terms of offerings? Like if I'm not buying someone lunch, what I'm doing is noticing that they mentioned something, a chocolate they liked in a conversation or, yeah, or I love, you know, my favourite flower is magnolia. (laughs) And you're like, get magnolia to this person's desk (laughs) pronto. Yeah, I think it's just all about respecting another person's time and time is the most valuable commodity all of us have. And a lot of people just don't want to go to lunch and they don't want to spend half an hour with you. So if you're trying to get the attention of someone, think about what's important to them. It might be yeah, their favourite chocolate or, you know, tickets to the movies, but finding interesting ways to get someone's attention is often a better way than just taking them to a boring old lunch. Have you personally witnessed any networking fails? Yeah, I mean, I think where people get it wrong is they're just annoying and they don't understand that their requests are really out of the question. And a lot of people you know, they do aim too high and they don't realise that their ask is not appropriate. So it is really, really important to make sure that what you're asking for is, you know, within the realms of reality. So you're saying feel free to ask for help, but ask for help like if I emailed you some questions, would you be able to make time to send me some right. pieces yeah, of so advice? Right, yeah, make it easy. Make or, it easy for but the But don't person. say, can you introduce me to Oprah Um, so that she can plug my book on her show. Exactly. It's got to be appropriate and within the realms of reality, absolutely. You do know Oprah, though, don't you? Surely. Surely you can (laughs) intro me to Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) You have 30 seconds. Does anyone actually like networking? Anyone? And change partners. 
I've probably never been great at small talk. I'm not very good at networking. I think it's more a confidence thing about being comfortable going up and speaking to random people um, about yourself and what you do. People can be really, really mean. It's not particularly cool to walk up to someone and be like, hi, here's my elevator pitch. You're so used to being behind the scenes and behind the keyboard that when you see somebody in real life, you don't think that you can approach them. Here's the thing about networking. I think some people pride themselves on not doing it because they think of it as gauche and creepy. And what would you say to change their minds on the idea? I'd say you've got to practice and you've got to also realise the benefits far outweigh the awkwardness that you could get. I mean, I've been able to meet some of the most extraordinary people by building relationships and networking my way into situations. And it is worth it. If you can master it, it's a really, really, really great tool to get you ahead. I can imagine there are lots of answers to this question. What does bad networking look like? So bad networking looks like someone who goes to an event and thinks they're being successful if they walk out with 100 new business cards. Really what we're talking about today is how do you build a relationship where you get remembered and you get spoken about. I mean, that's all a personal brand is, what people say about you when you leave the room. Oh man, I've been looking at this all wrong. So it's like, think not of what your network can do for you, but what you can do for your network. In the spirit of all that, I'd like you to meet my new friend, Brianna McDermott. Now I know Emma Isaacs just told you to stop inviting her out for lunch, but Brianna found herself on the slightly needier end of things. She was having a bit of a quarter-life career crisis and she'd quit her job, so she started building up her online network and harnessed the power of the coffee date to meet people, work out her life's purpose and, well, you know, find a job. So I had this sort of gnawing feeling when I started my first job that it's not what I wanted to do, but I felt pressured to stay in it because you're just supposed to keep going down this one path until eventually it just all became too much. I thought I can't be in this job forever. I need an exit strategy. And at the time that was to study some more. So I did an MBA and alas, at the end of that, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. So I quit my job. Yeah. How old were you when you did it? I was 29. I was a project manager for a global clinical trial group. Sure you were. contract research organisation. That's one of those great jobs that you love explaining to your older relatives at Christmas time. How long did it take you to devise your special strategy? Um, It probably took me a month to figure out what my next move would be. But in total, I was unemployed for nine months. So I started with looking at one of the professional network platforms that you can use and really wanted to search for anyone and everyone who would be willing to have a coffee with me. And then I would reach out to them using um, some form of messaging or email to grab their attention and invite them out to have a coffee with me. And at first it was a little bit daunting and I felt quite vulnerable, but I think the key was in the approach and writing a really personal introduction about who I was, very brief, and then inviting them to have a coffee with me just to hear about their experience and perhaps how I could fit into their industry. Now, like a stage five career bunny boiler, 
I would trawl LinkedIn and I'd usually had a few wines just to help with the confidence levels. I would filter for the location, the industry, and then the key for me was the position. Now, I wasn't going middle management. I was shooting straight for the top. And what was your hit rate? How Mm. many people said yes, they'd meet with you? Do you know what? Surprisingly... I reckon over 90% of people said, yes, I'm not kidding. I was expecting maybe two or three people to come back and with a bit of a pity say, sure, let's catch up. I understand you're desperate. But I think over 90% of people came back and said, sure, let's have a coffee. So the type of message I would write would be, hi, by way of introduction, my name is Brianna McDermott. I'm relatively new to Perth and I'm looking to understand this industry a little bit better. We both have similar pathways and I can see you're quite experienced in the area. Would you mind if I bought you a coffee and we caught up? And that would be it, really. Very brief, succinct and to the point. So how many coffee dates did you have? I had, it'd have to be close to 50. It was between 45 and 50. First wow. dates. Okay. Yep. First dates. A lot of caffeine. Did you have any second dates? <laughs> I did. Oh, really? Mm. So as you narrowed down the search, you were like, here are some people I need to speak to again. Correct. List off some of the jobs you went and talked about. <laughs> So I spoke to lots of people in lots of different industries and some of those included the retail industry, the health industry, so in hospitals and different clinics, other research organisations. I also looked at jobs in banking and finance as well as in the management consulting space or with the advisory firms. So you went for somewhere between 45 and 50 coffee Mm. dates. For me, getting a job was a necessity. I had bills to pay and my poor husband was sort of paying for both of us while I was languishing in this, oh, well, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up at the age of 29, 30. So that necessity breeded success, which I've now taken into my new role. And what is your new role? I am currently a management consultant for a boutique consulting firm and I work with a whole range of different organisations, really sort of fun, complex stuff in healthcare. I don't think I'll quit a job again without having something else to go to. I think I've done that now. That kind of pressure was pretty intense. I wouldn't do that more than sort of twice in my lifetime you know what, I'm willing to like pull my sleeves up and give it everything I've got. And then at the end of it, if it doesn't work out, then I can say, handle my heart, I tried everything. Oh man. So as daunting as those 50 coffee meetings seem for Brianna at the beginning of it all, all of that networking opened so many doors. She worked out what she liked doing and what she was good at. Then she took those skills to market and started building targeted relationships with the people who decided on the jobs. Maybe it's time for me to take my networking skills to market. And I know just who to target. Virginia Trioli. Work wife, work wife. Watch out, there's another email coming from me. Yeah. Work wife. We share desks sometimes. Work wife. Between the hours of nine to five, you're my best friend. Yeah. Your English breakfast, my dear Virginia? You know, when you invited me to a networking breakfast in the boardroom, Claire, I I assumed it would be more than just the two of us here. 
We don't need anyone else. I think you're confused about the definition of networking. Well, is there something wrong with a networking campaign that is passionately and unashamedly focused on one person? Oh, God, is there alcohol in this tea? Champagne breakfast! Look, I might get back to my desk. I've got a lot on today. But your point about picking one person is a good one. How's this for a challenge for you? Choose one person you've been meaning to reach out to. You might have met them at an event, they could be a friend of a friend, or just someone you want to build a relationship with. Send an email, or even a gift if that's appropriate. A plant, a box of donuts, a link to an article they might be interested in. A cushion with the word Virginia hand embroidered on it. Okay, sure. But even an offer of help for something they're working on at the moment. Make sure it shows thought about who the recipient is. Good luck. Well, before you go, I got you this. Oh. Oh, what a lovely cushion. Thanks, work wife. Okay, so we're all going to reach out to one person. Who's yours going to be? The more you proactively build your relationships, the less networking nights you have to go to. I'm feeling heaps better about networking. It feels way less creepy and gross than I thought. It's not about how many business cards you hand out or talking to the most important person at the party. Great networkers play the long game. They nurture their tribe of like-minded people throughout their whole working lives so that when they do need a favour, that network is already there to support them. With that in mind, I'm going to go and do something nice for someone. I'm off to the printers to send people I admire a ceramic cup with my face on it and the words, thinking of you. We can't actually afford that right now, Claire. Ah, well, don't I feel like a mug. What about an email? Can I afford to send an email? That should be fine. Just hurry it up. Dear Pineapple Project listeners, I love you and I think you will enjoy this podcast full stop. Please listen to it and let's get better at work together. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts or you can just hear it in the ABC Listen app. Next on The Pineapple Project, you're growing your network and the people want to meet with you. So how should you handle, you know, an actual job interview? An interviewer can make up their mind within the 30 minutes. And when it all goes terribly wrong. I had a candidate once that loved eating garlic. The smell in the room was just, ooh. Nailing a job interview. That's next on The Pineapple Project. This is a production of ABC Audio Studios.